negotiate to the point where we both get what we need in a healthy way of a conflict that could possibly damage your relationship. Welcome to the Master Level Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Ronnie Gaines, and I am so glad that you're on here with me on this show today. I'm going to uh, talk to you today about, about five things, and these five things have everything to do with rituals that we do in our relationship, uh, creating habits, if you will. Uh, I, in, in my book, I call uh, these things psychological algorithms. These are the things that we do over an extended period of time where they become natural, where they become constant, not something that we, we do just without thinking and it's not authentic, but these things are uh, events or rituals that we place in our day, in our week to share our life together as a married couple and rituals uh, impact the marriage greatly. And I believe that there are several rituals, but I'm going to give you five today that I believe that you can implement in your relationship. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little while to implement these to get in the habit of making these consistent. But we need to be intentional about these rituals. And these are things that my wife and I do in our life. There, there may be one or two that, that, that we don't do very well, but at we do it at times, but when we really need to get more consistent on making all these five rituals part of our relationship and part of our marriage each and every day and week. And the first uh, ritual that I want to talk to you about today is basically a daily connection time. Some, um, I think last week as we, or last episode, as we talked uh, with Brent and Janice Sharp, they they talked about this one being a couch time. Now, this is a time that we we kind of debrief the day. My wife and I, when, uh, sometimes when I'm gone, we'll come in. I'll sit. We'll sit in our recliners and we'll look across from each other, and just you know the questions asked. How did your day go? What what happened today? What what all went on? And we basically just sit there and talk. We talk about what happened in the day, and and usually I like to instruct couples to take turns and let each take 15 or 20 minutes and talk about their day and just debrief, talk about, you know, the good things, talk about some things that, that really affected your day or aggravated you or frustrated you. And this is a great time for, for you to take their side, no matter what, no arguing during this time, no conflict during this time, you take their side, no matter what it's, it's you two against the world. And this is a great, great opportunity to uh, talk about your day and, and just prepare for your evening to get ready, maybe to eat dinner or just to hang out, maybe watch some TV or whatever. But first, I believe that if we take this time to talk about our day, it gets us caught up and this ritual will, will hugely impact your marriage and bring you closer together. Let, let the other one know that you're listening intently about their day. Don't Get your phones out and start looking through the phone. Put the phones away. Put the distractions away and concentrate on each other intently on what they experienced that day. There may be something that you can help each other with, but men, listen to me closely, men. Don't try to fix things during this time. 
She may just want you to listen. Many times we try to fix things. We want to we want to take care of our bride. We want to we want to uh, fix their world. And sometimes they just want you to listen and not try to fix something. So make sure that during this time you listen, you take their side. It's it's you two against the world. Take your take her side. Take his side, and debrief your day. And then when you're done talking about your day, then you can go about your. Uh, evening routine of getting things together. Maybe you have young children. Somehow, if you have young children, try to put them aside somewhere. Let them play in the other room. Do something. Uh, This would be a great time to use technological devices to actually get their attention elsewhere while you take this daily connection time and debrief your day. And I mean, you could do it in the, you could, you could take these times, these connection times in the morning and that's great. But I I believe that the best time to do it is in the evening and maybe the evening's so full that, that you, when you first get home, it's just not feasible to sit down and do this. But once you get the, the kids in bed or once the evening, turn off the TV in the evening, turn it off, take a walk. Uh, maybe it's a bedtime conversation where you can sit around right before you go to sleep and talk about this, uh, t- to do this particular ritual and talk about your day. And this really does reinforce communication and emotional bonding. Uh, this is a great time <laughs> to practice some of your communication skills by one of those being to listen. And then, you know, it, it does give us an emotional bond where we, when we're taking each other's side, we're really, we have their back, no matter what it is. We're listening intently. It does create this emotional bond. Now, the second ritual that my wife and I do this very well, sometimes we, uh, it could be different every week, but our, our week, th- this ritual is a weekly date night, and our ritual is usually every Friday. Every Friday, sometimes all day, sometimes in the evening. But this is something that we developed and implemented many years ago, and we live by it. Um, Many people around us understand that this Friday, on Friday, is our day. We spend it together, and we don't give that time up very easily. Sometimes we give it up for our grandkids if they want if if it's a grandparents night and we did that just here recently we took our grandkids out on a friday night and they were spending the night with us so we spent that time together with them but we always if we give up that day we usually find another one that week uh, this 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 recently we we did our date night on a thursday night it was a gift that my wife had given me we went out we went to this event on a thursday night and then we went out to eat, and it was just a great night. So this is something that sometimes at the beginning of the relationship is a little messy because there are sometimes there are younger children involved, which makes it difficult to go out. But this is something that needs to happen weekly, and it's best if you pick a certain time and stay with that plan and commit to that day uh, commit to that regular date night or that date day. 
It could be going out for dinner. It could be watching a movie together. It could be any kind of activity. It does not have to be expensive. We don't have to spend a lot of money on this time. You'll hear me talk about the date night over and over and over in many of these podcasts. This is a ritual that nurtures romance and keeps the relationship a priority and keeps the relationship alive. Do not give up this time. Do not give up your night. Do not give up your day. My wife and I, in the early stages of this, in the early phases of our relationship years ago, we had kids, and fortunately, we had um, parents that would watch those kids. Some I've seen some couples, and I have actually dealt with couples and talked to them that do not have this ability for their parents to watch the children, and sometimes you just have to take them with you. And I know it's difficult, but, you know, sometimes uh, there's difficulty in our in our agendas and in our uh, plans. But sometimes we just have to make do with what we have. But do not neglect this night. Make sure you are turned towards each other in many times. These rituals help us turn to each other. And the more we turn to each other, the more healthier the relationship becomes. You know, we I look at it this way. You know, kids... Uh, are um, sometimes they they are required more attention than you know that they're 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 high maintenance if you will they they require attention we can't give up that but know this that children will grow up and soon and and some of you with younger children it's hard to imagine this but soon those children will be gone even when they grow up to, in their teenage years and they're out with their friends you've got the evening alone. Uh, and then when they uh, go off to college, if they go off into a university somewhere out of state or even in state, sometimes they stay in, on the, in the dorms. And so you are alone. And know this, that one day you will be alone together. There will be no kids around. And you need to develop this relationship, this ritual now to prepare you for when those children are gone. Because one day you will be spending time together and no kids. So make sure that you create this night, this day, this date night, this date day, and be intentional about it. The third ritual that I want to talk to you about is a gratitude ritual. It could even be considered um, an affirmation ritual. You, you cannot affirm someone too much. And this gratitude ritual that I want to talk to you about, this could be an everyday event where you share at least one thing that you're grateful for about your wife or your husband, or just, uh, you know, something that you're grateful about, about the relationship. Expressing this type of gratitude, expressing gratitude fosters appreciation and really does foster uh, positive things within your marriage. Uh, if When you see your spouse do something uh, that they're really good at or that, that, that is one of their greatest characteristics. I'll point that out. Tell them, say, you know, I, I just really appreciate it when you do this particular thing, whatever that may be. Maybe it's compassion. Maybe it's that they're very generous. Um, when you see them do these things, make sure that you let them know. Say, hey, I, I love it whenever you – I'm. I love it when you're when you just really display this compassion. I love it when you when you take care of our kids and I see that compassion coming out when you are taking care of the kids. I love that my wife over the years, she was so good with our children and always had great ideas, always came up with something 
that would enhance their life, whether it was an activity, whether it was some kind of craft or whatever it was. She was so good at that. And um, there's memories that were made for years. And now I see that with our grandchildren. There are memories that she makes with these grandkids when when they're with her. Uh, they're not sitting on the couch uh, just uh, watching their phones or playing or watching TV. She gets down on the floor with them. She does things with them. And, and you know, I'm grateful for that because I see her do that, and she, she creates memories with them that they will have for a lifetime. This is one of her characteristics. She's very a very compassionate person. I see that. And when we uh, create these gratitude rituals, it, it will seriously bring about emotional bond between the two of you. Let her know when she does something that you're grateful for. Let him know when he does something that you're grateful for. Listen, we can spend a lot of time complaining about what each other uh, does not do for each other. You know, we don't complete every task. We don't complete every honeydew list of, uh, item, if you will. But let them know uh, you cannot uh, affirm someone too much. And think about this. What gets celebrated gets repeated. And men, for sure, we have we have this little mindset, this little brain part of our brain where if we if we get honor, if we get respect, or if we get an attaboy, if you will, boy, I mean, we will really jump in there and do it again. That's just the way we are. What gets celebrated gets repeated. So for, don't forget about this ritual and put it into practice daily. Find things, watch them, find things and affirm them or tell them how much you're grateful for what they do. One of the things I like to do each night before I go to bed, before I put my feet up in that bed to go to sleep, I love to at least think about grateful things, the things that I'm that I'm grateful for. This gratitude ritual helps me uh, go to sleep. It helps me have great dreams. And I keep something on my mind. I have something that I put on my mind right before I go to sleep, which will last me through the night. That is the ritual number three. Now, here, here we are. We're at, a, we're at a daily connection time ritual. We're at a weekly date night ritual and a gratitude ritual. And number four is a family ritual. This is creating meaningful family rituals uh, daily or weekly. One of the things that we like to do as a family, we have rituals in our home. And around Christmas time, there's always these little rituals. And my wife has always been good about, you know, doing these certain things. And now my grandkids are, are coming up. They're getting to experience these same rituals. You know, some things like Sunday brunches where you don't go out to eat. You know, um, I know many of you uh, probably go to church and it's, and it's, and it's nice, uh, especially the, the one that's having to cook every time, is to go out on Sunday afternoon and eat lunch and not have to worry about cooking and the dishes and all that. But, you know, when my wife makes something for, for Sunday dinner or lunch and the whole family can sit at the table, there's so many things, so many memories that can be made sitting around and just talking about the week, talking about things, the jokes, the, the, the laughter and all that is so, uh, so good for you as a family, these rituals. And, you know, vacations, one of the things that my family and I have talked about, we have not done it yet, but I want so desperately to create a family vacation where we all go. Maybe it's an annual thing. And each year, go to a different place. You know, holiday traditions. Again, I mentioned that uh, about Christmas. 
and we have Thanksgiving traditions, uh, rituals, and these things strengthen family bonds. And again, like I've said, these these bonds provide shared experiences that you will remember for a lifetime and create those, create those family rituals. The fifth uh, ritual that I want to cover with you today is this, this idea of conflict resolution ritual. This is how we establish a structure and a, and a way to handle conflicts. Uh, you know, I, you know, I don't believe that we we actually are born to know how to handle conflict. Uh, we, in a conflict, we usually try to win. Uh, conflictual situations, we want to be a winner. And that is not a good ritual to try to form in the family. Although my family is very competitive, uh, even when we have Christmas, Christmas things and holiday rituals and those things, and games, and we play games, listen, uh, each person's out to win. They're going to win. Um, you know, over the years when my kids were growing up, I would never let them win a game by themselves. If it was a board game, a card game, I would not let them win. I would do everything in my power to win it. They had to win it on their own. And I, I caught them a few times or I found out later that I would try so hard to beat them that they would cheat and beat me. And I couldn't figure out how they were winning, but they found a way around that somehow. But we always were so competitive as a family. But when it comes to conflict resolution and forming these rituals, this is not a time to try to win. When you win, when you try to win, someone's going to lose. This is a time where we need not to be aggressive, not to be passive, but be assertive in a way where we both win, we both get what we want, and we win in a conflict. And this, this is how we establish and structure these things in ways that we handle them correctly. Um, you know, may, maybe we do a weekly check-in with each other and see how things are going. You know, it, it's good to have conversations. It's good to have our complaints heard. And if we wait too long, a lot of times our emotions rise, our emotions get to levels where, you know, first of all, we want to keep it inside because we just don't want to say our complaint because it might cause a little bit of problem. And so we keep it inside and we keep it inside for so long and then once we are able to, once we our emotions get go to a certain level, we can explode. And when we explode, sometimes we say things we don't mean. And this is this is where we need to have a weekly check in. How are you doing? Are we doing okay? Is there any problems or any things that you're upset with me about? These weekly check ins let us know uh, if when there's a complaint or when something is on someone's heart. And when it's on someone's heart, maybe sometimes they need a little bit of encouragement to go ahead and say, you know, what is it? You know, a lot of times I can see by the look on my wife's face when something's wrong. And, and same way with me, she can read me like a book. And it's best just to say right then, instead of holding it, just say right then, what, what's the issue? What's wrong? Now, many times we don't want to do this. There's certain places that we that we argue and we can bring up conflict. There's certain times we need to hold it until we get to a place where it's 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 uh, appropriate. You know, going out to eat with friends or sitting in the, sitting in the restaurant. That's not a great time to bring up a conflict. Uh, I always like to tell people don't bring couples don't bring up a conflict on the way to church. Wait until you get through with church. Come home, find a place, go in the living room, sit down face to face, and tackle the problem. 
uh, you know, there's certain amount of conflict you don't want to to display in front of your children. I, I believe it's good that they see you in conflict. They to a certain level they see you in a conflict, but on the flip side of that. Um, when it gets really intense and heated, they don't need to be in the room. However, if they see you in a conflict, they need to see you uh, hugging, kissing, and making up. They need to see that, listen, this can be worked out. That even though we were upset, um, even though we we needed to say our complaints, um, that we love each other and that we continue to show them that there is a way to to handle conflicts in a, in a, in a healthy way. And it's structured where we can show them and show the ones around us that we are in this to make sure that everyone's complaint is heard, but that we have a ritual of conflict resolution that's handled in a very healthy manner. Another another thing that we might look at is during conflict, one of the rituals might be uh, a safe word, that when we get to the point when we get so emotionally distraught that we can have a safe word that says, you know what, this is too heated. This discussion is too heated for me right now. I need to walk away. I need to walk away and have time to cool down. And then when I cool down, when we cool down, we can come back together and resolve this in a healthy manner. Now, this is not a safe word to walk away, to stonewall it, where you do not come back and take care of the problem. It's just to go cool down. And a cool down is not a time whenever we spend a time alone thinking about how we're going to come back and win. It's a time where some people will play some music. Some people will will jog, exercise or something and bring themselves back to a, to a, a very, um, uh, to bring their minds back to a place where they can rationally think and speak and work through the conflict. It matters where your mind is. Sometimes we have to pull away, cool down. You know, in this this conflict resolution ritual, it'll promote understanding and and compromise during uh, challenging conflict, challenging situations. You know, uh, we're not trying to compromise to the point where one person has to give up their autonomy or get up their idea or their complaint. Compromising is not giving in. Compromising in this sense is to find uh, assertive resolution where we can, we can uh, negotiate to the point where we both get what we need and we come out, come out in a healthy way of a conflict that could possibly damage your relationship. Conflict is inevitable. You're going to go through it, and and the best is to create these rituals and talk about them. Don't just think about rituals and, and hope they happen. Hoping is not a strategy. Planning, implementing is a strategy. You know, we can even learn all about these rituals and, and have all kinds of knowledge, but the knowledge is not the power. The knowledge is only potential power. Putting the Putting the the actual plan and uh, execution along with the information is where it becomes powerful. So today we've covered five rituals that I believe will ultimately 
strengthen and enhance your relationship. And, and those five, again, are this daily connection time, which is kind of a couch time or a debrief time where we talk through our day and share how our day went. The second one is the date night. This was the one that's probably going to take up like Brent and Janice talked about in our 25th episode was this is going to take up most of your time during the week when you come together in these different times because in these rituals, because it it is a, it could be an all day or two or three hour ritual. And then the third one was the gratitude ritual is speaking, actually saying it. Don't just think it, but say it, say how grateful you are for your wife or for your husband and let them know by expressing your gratitude. And this will, this really fosters appreciation and a positive, healthy relationship. The fourth one was family rituals. This is where we create family memories, family vacations, family uh, Sunday brunches, family holiday traditions. This is where we strengthen our family bonds and we provide and cherish these, uh, uh, shared experiences. Then finally is the conflict resolution ritual. This is where we learn, plan, establish, and structure our conflicts in a way where we have a healthy relationship. I hope that today has been helpful to you in some way, talking about these different rituals, and many of these you probably already implement in your relationship. And when we implement these rituals, it enhances our connection. It, it helps us understand each other in a better way. And it really does bring about an appreciation uh, in your marriage and leads to transformative effects in your relationship. Man, what a great way to enhance and create and develop your relationship. Again, I hope you've enjoyed this today. I want you to take these and run with them. Put them into your arsenal uh, for a healthy relationship and begin to implement them today. And I promise you, you will create a master level marriage. I always, always want to leave you with this is to be your best self, live out your full potential and experience your best marriage. I will see you on the next show. <laughs>